around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're so glad you have joined us. We're honored to be here to share with you the good things that we know from the Word of God that will that are the truth and that will really bring results in your life. Terry and I are here today to share with you things that we feel like have worked in our life. Uh, as Terry says so many times when we talk about uh, some of the products that we have on the website that we offer to you and in our services, is that none of this is theory. This is all stuff that we've seen work in our personal lives, and it has brought back such tremendous harvest of deliverance. Uh, I know sometimes those sound like religious words, but when you're in the middle of a trial or a test and things don't look possible and it looks like that you're going to fail, then the, the most important words that can come out of your mouth are words that will give you hope and give others around you a different picture to think about. Um, speaking of those products, they're always there available for you at terrymiseministries.org on our website. And then you can always tune in to the podcast and find us at terrymise.com. So keep those things in mind. And then you can go back in the archives on our website and you can listen again to every podcast we've ever done in the last several months for you. Um, well, Darla, we're here today to talk about the good things that we found from the Word of God, the promises of God that we're standing on. And uh, I'm just going to turn it over to you and have you just begin to share out of your heart and mind what you feel like the Lord has for us today. Amen. Well, hello, everybody. I'm excited about what God's doing. And, you know, based on... Uh, what Renee just said that uh, uh, the the books, the tapes, the CDs, and all those things that uh, on our product list are not theory, but they're things that have worked for right. 49 years of third world missionary evangelism. Uh, as she was saying that, I was just thinking, you know, that's that's why we got into or grabbed hold of or were so excited about all those years ago and still are excited about today, the word of faith, because it works. That's right. You know, we we were already we were already Christians. That's right. We were already going to heaven. That's you know, right. you were saved in the Pentecostal church. I was right. saved in the Pentecostal church. You were filled <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Dean and Jackie were filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, right. y'all in your marriage and ministry, and us in our marriage and ministry. I mean, we we already had we we already going to heaven. That's right. We already love God. Yeah, we already right. had determined to to give our lives to the ministry. We had already determined to serve God. It wasn't a thing of. Oh God, if you'll do this for me, I'll serve you. I mean, we we were we had already oh, signed that in blood. You know, we we, we were that, that was settled. We were already dedicated to do it, as people say, come hell or high water, good days or bad days. You yeah, know? and we didn't know we could even believe some of these. Yeah, you know that old hymn that says in. the old account was settled long ago. I mean, we 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 had settled that account already. Oh, that's right. And so we were going to serve God. Good and point. I was I was sixteen years old. When God got a hold of me with Wonderful what Jesus. you and I, what what Brother Copeland and Brother Hagen would call the Word of Faith, right? You know, uh, I, I I always wondered about some of the phrases we use. I, I used to <laughs> I used to laughingly say that uh, we need a we need a charismatic or a or a Pentecostal or a, a uh, whatever uh, dictionary right. just to know what Christians are talking about because we speak our own language. You know, we use our own yeah, phrases. That's true. And I remember that's when we true. first started believing what we, we called and what Brother Hagen then called 
uh, the word of faith, I thought, well, you know, uh, if you ask a Baptist what he was preaching, he'd say the word of faith or the word of God. You know, we taught, we called ourselves word men. We'd say, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a word man. You know, my, my family's a word family. My wife's a word wife. My bird's a word bird. My dog's a word dog. Right. I mean, we're, we're word people. But, you know, if you'd ask a, a, a Catholic, a Methodist, a Baptist, a Assembly of God, or anybody else, you know, they'd say, well, we believe in the word. Sure. And that's true. That's sure. very, very, sure. very true. Yeah. But we were making a distinction on the fact that this really works. Yeah. We were making a distinction on... This isn't just Christianity a la uh, what so many preachers preach from the pulpit. That Job said, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Right. You know, we, we would look at that and say, no, wait a minute. No, God didn't really, God, God really didn't take away. Job, Job said he did. Right. So it's true it's in the Bible. True. And it's true that every preacher that came along preached it, mm-hmm. you know. And it's true that every <laughs> Hollywood movie that ever came out or every yeah, right. TV show that ever came out at a at a funeral, that some preacher would say, Well, the yeah. Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yeah, but that way, would that would af- that would offend our spirit mm-hmm. in the fact that, hey, you're talking about my God. God didn't do that. God didn't kill your baby. God didn't kill your husband, your wife. God didn't. God didn't give you cancer. Right. God didn't. God didn't cause that plane crash. God didn't cause that car wreck. God didn't. Didn't drown your loved one. No, no, no. God didn't do that. The, the Lord didn't take that away. That's and now Job right. said it. And when Job said it, uh, that means that it it makes it true that it's in the Bible. It is. It is a true Bible statement that Correct. the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But but Renee, it's not Bible truth. No, that's right. It's not truth that 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 the exactly. Lord taketh away. The Lord giveth, but He's not the one that's taken away. Jesus said in John ten ten that we've discussed here many times. He said the thief, the devil, the enemy, the you know I say in Spanish el chamuco, you know mm-hmm. the uh, the the bad guy. He he Jesus said he came to steal and kill and destroy. That's right. He came to taketh away. Jesus said, but I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. And so no, when we right. look at when we look at all these scriptures about the Lord, about God, and when He says, uh, uh, you know, that He that He uh, He's the one that giveth life, right. you know, that He's the Father of lights, that He's that in Him there's no shadow, there's no variableness of turning, uh, that He's always the truth, that every every promise is yea and amen, that everything God says is truth. Jesus said, "Father, Thy word is truth." When we look at all those things and look at all those things then we realize and understand that, that some things uh, that have been in the Bible for years and years and years, and please don't anybody misunderstand me. I believe the Bible, man. I love the Bible. I'm, I'm a word guy. I'm a Bible guy. But, you know, it's uh, uh, we, we begin to realize that just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's a heavenly Bible truth. It's true, yes, that it's in the Bible. But you have to stop and go back and say, well, who was speaking? Because sometimes Pharaoh was speaking. He didn't tell the truth. Right. Sometimes, you know, Caesar was speaking. He didn't tell the truth. Sometimes the devil himself was speaking. He came and talked to Jesus face to face. And, and those words that he said to Jesus weren't truth. And, uh, you know, so it, it depends. You know, the Pharisees are speaking. The Sadducees are speaking. The, uh, the sinners are speaking. The demon-possessed guy is speaking. There's lots of voices in the Bible. You know, lots of voices. And so just because it's in the Bible, right. even though it's true it's in the Bible, it's not a Bible truth unless you can run it through what I call the basics of the Bible and make it stand up and make it check out against all the other uh, scriptures that are that are spiritual laws in the Bible. I think that's what really happened to us at, I, from my perspective, that what you're saying is that we realize Bible truths, 
that were and it was just a revelation it, it was an understanding and insight but it was a revolution that all of a sudden we all believed if the bible said it <laughs> no, if it was it. in the bible then there was this supernatural like impartation all of a sudden we could believe this exactly. and say it. We could. We weren't just agreeing with it and saying amen in church or being faithful to attend. Right. Or just but, acknowledging that, hey, that's true, it's in the Bible. Right. We were all of a sudden distinguishing between yes. what God said that was yeah. truth right. and what a whole lot of other people just said that was, uh, that was not necessarily truth. Oh, it was just a whole new, like somebody turned the lights on, on the inside of you, and all of a sudden it, it was just the most energizing thing uh, to where you, I know for me, all of a sudden it felt like I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and born again all over again because I understood that God was for me and these things were true and they weren't just page words and verses to memorize. No, absolutely. You know, and get a star by your name in Sunday school, but they were literally things that would that would change the atmosphere of my home, put food on the table cause my children to be healthy and give us money in the bank to pay our bills with. And I began to see that like never before. And it was, it wasn't just because somebody else said it. It was like all of a sudden I knew I could say it. No, absolutely. And I think that was the spark or the catalyst or the, the fuse that lit the dynamite right. when we right. were young and said, oh, my Lord, look at this. <laughs> look at this. This, this is as good as everybody said it is, but oh. it's so much better. Yeah. When I would because sing we all... saw it was something we could take to the bank. When, when our choir would sing, Oh, Happy Day Again, yeah. it really was. It really was a All happy day. All of a day. sudden, that song well, meant, as a, as a mother, Oh, Happy Day. As a mother, you you and Jackie saw that, that hey, this this I can take this to the bank for my kids. Right, uh, exactly. You know, you know, I got into it when I was 16 years old, and I, yeah. and I wasn't married, of course, obviously. And, and the Lord gave me what we call the word of faith. Right. And then, of course, my, my right. pastor in my church told me I was wrong, and that wasn't right. <laughs> so I put it away for about a year and a half, and then I about yeah. died in Panama in the jungles on right. a mission strip. And I came back and thought, you know, maybe I better rethink this rethink thing. Rethink this thing Let's again. see who's right. right. Is, it, is it God or thank is it the church? Jesus. You know, And thank God for the church, and thank yes. God for my pastor, yes. and thank yes. God for all those people that loved me and put up with me and tolerated me. But all of a sudden, as a youth leader, yes, I saw... This is something my youth can take to the bank, stuff that they're facing in school, right. stuff that they're facing every day, pressures that they're facing, uh, financial pressures, sexual pressures, dating pressures, you know, marriage pressures, kid pressures, all kinds of pressures. I realize I can give them something that they can absolutely take to the bank. This isn't just this isn't just, you know, dropping down on your knees and grabbing, you know, a rosary no, and, right. and saying three Hail Marys and four Our, Our Fathers. And, and hope that's good enough to get you through. It, it, it was a way that we could absolutely tap in to the things of God and say, right. God's really said this to me. God right. really said this about me. And if I will turn around and say it with my mouth, and as Jesus said, believe it in your heart, right. then then those things you say will come to pass, Mark eleven twenty three. Well, when I I think that, you know, hearing Brother Hagen, like you're quoting Mark eleven twenty three, uh, that that when we say, we can say, and then he would say, you know, there's three, t that verse says you can say it th three times. He said, right. whatsoever you say. Three times he uses three the word say. Words yeah. say. And then I remember going over and looking at John chapters 14, 15, and 16, where Jesus taught on the Holy Spirit. Right. And he began to talk about that, you know, if you'll believe my commandments, if you'll, if you'll confess the Father, my words are spirit in their life. And it began, it was just like all of us got hold of a whole new uh, stick of dynamite <laughs> right, right. to really right. begin to go in and blow up territory where the enemy had had 
uh, maybe some control in in our lives. Right. And, you know, like you were saying, Jackie and I would believe God. I mean, I found out I could believe God for my kids even when Dean wasn't there or the sure. pastor wasn't there. And that was very liberating to me. No, absolutely. You know, that's really probably, I guess, maybe the first time I really understood uh, spiritual authority uh, to a degree. I didn't understand all, uh, like I do today. Sure. But, uh, you know, people people look to me now for spiritual authority. They ask me to come do seminars on spiritual authority. They, uh, I, I, You know, I, I we've learned about it and it's kept us alive, right. and so we've right. taught on it a lot. And I teach a lot of seminars on it in a lot of churches, both, That's right. both in the States and, and overseas. But when I really, really first got it was probably while we were in the Army. I was in the Army, and Jackie and I had just had our first baby, just had Lynn. Yeah. And uh, we came home for, uh, I guess, maybe Christmas or something. And he was just a little guy, born in August, and this was Christmas, so he's a little guy. And uh, when we got home, uh, it, it, uh, he, he would he began to get sick, and he'd run high fevers. My, my. And he'd do, uh, well, things that scared us as new parents. I mean, we didn't know what to do. We were just kids ourselves. Right. And so we'd pray for him, you know, and we'd, we'd you know, believe God. But, but when we were home on, on, on leave for Christmas, we went over to our pastor's house. Now, Jackie's aunt and uncle were our pastors, so they were not only uh, pastors, but, you know, family. been Jackie's family all her life and then been her pastors for a number of years. And uh, and, and so we, we were there, and Lynn was a little bitty guy running fever and, and not feeling well. And, and, and so uh, I had to leave and run an errand, so Jackie stayed there with the with her aunt and uncle with our pastors. And so when I came back from my air and I'll forget what I did. I was gone, you know, went half an hour or something came back. And uh, when I came back, I remember they walked us out to the car to, to see us off. We were going, you know, back to where we were staying the night. And, and I remember Jackie's aunt with the pastor, uh, saying to us, saying to me, turning to me and saying, well, Terry, you know, we've just prayed and prayed and prayed and Jesus still didn't heal him. So y'all take him home. And if he doesn't get any better, call us. And, and, you know, Renee, I shouldn't have said this at all. It's not right that I said it. It's not respectful that I said it. And I was always real respectful to my pastors. But it just blurted out of my mouth. I said, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> Pastor looked at me and said, what? And I said, yeah. I said, why? She said, why what? I said, why would I call you? I said, you just told me that you prayed and prayed and prayed and Jesus still didn't heal it. I said, if it gets worse, why, why would I call you? If it gets yeah, worse, looks like to me, I need to do something, you know, drastic, something that would work. And, uh, and I remember we took that baby home and I propped him up on the couch, little bitty guy, you know, he couldn't sit up. And so I propped him up on pillows on the couch. And so, uh, uh, I, I got out on my knees in front of him and, and I just prayed and said, now, Lord, I know that you want to heal him. I know that healing is of you. I know that this is not God. I know this is not right. I don't understand why, what's the deal with the pastor. I don't, I don't know what they know. I'm not as old as they are, been in this as long as they have. But I said, I, I know that's not right. And I said, now, there he is. If you want to kill him, help yourself. I said, that's what they all say, that God kills babies and God takes that's people right. and God destroys my, my. people and God does it. I said, so there he is. If you want him, you take him. I said, but I don't think you want him, and I don't think you're a killer, and I don't think you make people sick, and I don't think you kill babies. And I said, so I rebuke this devil in the name of Jesus. I curse this fever in the name of Jesus. Your word says in Deuteronomy 28 that fever and infection, yes, any kind of fever, right. I mean hay fever, scarlet fever, I don't care what My kind goodness. of fever you want to talk about, is under the curse of the law. In Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has, H-A-T-8, hath, past tense, hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's so right. therefore we're redeemed 
redeemed from it. So I drive fever and infection out of this baby's life and body in the name of Jesus. And I call him healed in the name of Jesus. And, and I mean that fever broke and he was just, he was just completely healed. And Hallelujah. you know, we begin to learn some things like right, that, not meaning right. disrespect to our pastors. It's just like, it's almost like we had passed them up. It's like we had, we, you know, we, it's like we were following them in a lane and all of a sudden we got out in the passing lane and just put the gas to it and right. pass them by. We started seeing some things in the Bible that they weren't seeing. They were seeing a, Hey, we love God and let's hope and pray. And right. let's, let's hope God does something. And, and, you know, just this week we heard somebody, I forget where we were just this week. And we heard somebody say, uh, uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways, his right. wonders to perform. <laughs> Might have been that church service was that last week. We went yeah. to hear a visit, a right. very dear friend of ours, right. uh, minister last week. And, and, and whoever stood up to run the service made, made that statement <laughs> and said, right. well, you know, the Lord That's works right. in mysterious, mysterious way. ways. And then he, and he said, the Bible says that he said, well, you know, it's like the Bible says. And of course the Bible doesn't say that That's right. at all. Never has said it. No. And, uh, but, but you know, you just get in a rut of thinking that, you know, what the word says. And that's what, uh, you know, the people that we grew up with love God. Man, there's no question about their love for God. There's no question about their dedication, no question about their sacrifice, right. no question about how much they love God. It's just that it's like they went to a point and stopped. It's like they'd run into a wall of tradition or one, run into a wall of religion or run into a wall of, of here, here's how it's always been, and they'd just stop there. And it seemed like when we got into what we're calling the word of faith all those years ago, it's like we were in a bulldozer. They just went right through the wall. You know, we just went right through the wall, over the wall. I mean, just, just no, blew right. the wall out of the way. And we said, we're going on with what God really said. And and so we'd take the word. And like I said, I think I think years ago when we'd say, I'm a word guy, it's like, well, everybody else thinks they're a word guy. But really, <laughs> when you get in the word or you say, I'm a faith guy, they say, what am I? You know, I'm, I'm an unbelief guy. Well, yeah, you probably are. Well, uh, you just don't know you are. And, and that's where we right. started really digging in i mean putting the spurs to it and saying we're going on with this stuff if we're going to trust god with our lives and our babies and we are right. jackie and i were moving to mexico as missionaries you and dean were about to start pastoring and and, and we're, we're associate pastors at the time and, and going on to pastor your own great church for all those 38 years but back in those days i mean it was just it was just y'all and god and us and god you know and, well, and we that's had to a make a decision position to find yourself. We in. had and to absolutely make a decision. We're going to take <laughs> dig in this thing, right. dig in this book, dig right. in this word, find out what God really did say and what he said to us. And we're going to say the same thing and say the same thing and say the same thing and say the same thing, which is what you were referring to in Mark eleven twenty three, when three times it uses the, the verb say, say to this mountain. Right. And one time Jesus said to believe it. He said, and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe. There's the one time he said it. Believe in your heart. The things you saith shall come to pass. Then you shall have whatsoever right. you saith. And that's where we begin to really tie in to some, to some, revelation of the word of right. God that that's not a theory that we've lived all these uh, 50 years on now you and Dean and then Jackie and I all these years Jackie and I traveling all over the world doing missions all over the world believing God for support all over the world and uh, and you and Dean starting that church and believing God for I mean for the bread on the table and the toothpicks and and we can look back now and say you know what that worked well and, and it it's still a, working today yeah, desperate I think Two, when you realize you don't have anybody else but God, you have no other way to turn, your situation is so desperate, it does expand, open up your mind to possibly there could be a better way. And that maybe what you don't have is all the information that you need to, to do it differently and better 
than everything else that you've done. I wanted to point out today, too, while we were talking, just give the people an example of how we began to do this. And I didn't I didn't know, I, you know, at the time when you, we were talking about you and I getting turned on to the Word of Faith, um, I had, Dean and I had already graduated from Bible school. Uh, I had two babies at 23, so I was about 24 years old. And here I was, been in church all my life, been baptized in the Holy Spirit since I was eight, uh, worked my way through Bible college, and was on staff already at the church. And I still did not know how to believe God for a loaf of bread or get my babies healed. And when I found out that I could take the Word of God, like yeah, you're you saying, just you knew how to pray the way the church had taught you. Said, right. "Lord, please heal my babies, and Lord, right. please provide my bread." And but you didn't have our, to, you didn't know how to take that to the bank and turn no. it into healing and turn it into bread. Well, and and there was this massive cloud of the unknown out there that you didn't know if God was going to do it or if it might not be the will of God and all of these terminology phrases that would cause unbelief to rise rather than faith. And I found out from a wonderful woman of God that was working for Brother Copeland at the time on how to pray the word. And as for me, that took the ability to where I had something, I had an alternative thing to say rather than talk the problem. So like Psalm 23, I would begin to say and walk around my house. I'd put the boys down for a nap and I'd get my Bible out. And I, and I remember I'd studied the Bible now for nearly a quarter of a century and already knew every phraseology you could come up with. But I began to say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. <laughs> I began to say, yeah, not he somebody makes... else's shepherd. <laughs> right. You're, Lord, you're my very own shepherd. And you make me to lie down in green pastures. And you make me to walk beside still waters. And you cause me, Lord, in every area of my life to be restored and refreshed. And you lead me in paths of righteousness. And I began to talk my way out of fear. I began to talk my way out of we're not going to have enough money to pay the bills this month. I began to talk my way out of the angst of being a young mother and being a a wife and going into the ministry and being a part of everything you know we were making 3250 a week oh yeah <laughs> for the church so <laughs> you mean like 32 dollars 32 dollars yeah. yeah no it was 3250 not yeah. 3250 dollars no no yeah, no it was 32 50 <laughs> And, uh, and it, and that was, you know, we were supposed to take care of a family then a four mm-hmm. on all of that. And I just began, and I'd hear brother Copeland and brother Hagen, and I hear others minister. And I began to see that God had a much higher hope and expectation for us, that he lived on a much higher plane. And then verses that we'd studied in Bible college, like Isaiah 55, that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. All of a sudden it was like somebody peeled the the shadow away sure and all of a sudden i began to take psalm 23 and isaiah 55 and began to say them over myself and as i began to grow in the word then i was able i I know um i was confessing uh, you know like i think the the theological concept would be that i was confessing uh making a confession of faith Mm -hmm. but then after a while it turned into a confession by faith, right? You know, and Brother Hagen used to, to say, "Confession brings possession." Yeah, because whatever we talk it, and whatever yeah. we say, yeah, you know, people didn't understand that then, and they still don't understand this no. day. Even people mm-hmm. that used to believe this stuff, right? You know, and and of course, you know, we're not, we are not somebody else's uh, confession police. No, that's you right. know, back in the old days when we first would learn something, so you'd have these little ladies in church, and they'd go around and tell you, "Oh, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that." Right. Well, you're not somebody else's 
you know, confession police. Now, now if it's your family, that's a different deal because you've got a stake in that. You know, right. you got money. You got money on that deal. You know, right. but you know, my, my kids, and, and of course today my grandkids even worse because you know they're scattered out and they're with their own parents and they're going to right. various and sundry churches or not going to churches. You know, and then they'll come around us, you know, and they'll say something, you know, that just it, it just grates on me like they're just. You know, like they're just scraping fingernails down a chalkboard, you know, when they say something that's contrary to the Word of God. And once in a while, I'll say, oh, honey, don't don't say that. And you shouldn't be saying that. But, you know, I know they roll their eyes in their head and say, oh, you know, Papa's a, you know, knothead or whatever. But those <laughs> things are life and death. Oh, life and they're, death. They're is absolute the life and death. And this isn't time. something, again, that we, yeah. we heard and thought might work. This is something we have bled and sweated and right. beat hell over and made it work for 50 years. No, and it's just, it was so life and death and still is. And I, I, the, the generation we find ourselves living in now is not a better one than when, when we started. Oh, no, no, no. And you know, they think we so just made this dangerous. stuff up. It, God made it up. It's yeah. just that the churches turned their back on it. <laughs> and God is saying, you know, this would work if you do it my way. Right. And that is, and that's the only way. And, and I, you and I both, and, and churches we minister in, our children, our grandchildren, everything is that that we want this to be. God designed this to be generational. Oh, absolutely. So that it is passed down from one generation. Because you to want another. it to be so much better for you, for your kids than you, and for your grandkids than right. than, than your kids. And you, you, instead of seeing them go up, you, you start watching this generation go down. Yeah, they, they don't get any any encouragement. From the world, they don't get any encouragement. Certainly, no, the world's a darker place. Well, and you it's a more and I, dangerous place. When you and I were were going to school, we had teachers that actually went to church. You know, we we had teachers that that literally went to church. We had people that uh, the school opened. You know, our assemblies opened with prayer. Oh, sure. You know, we had we had uh, pledge of allegiance. We had all of these things that brought a semblance of order and respect. And, a, and an atmosphere where where people respected the word of God, they respected authority, they respected the things that were, um, you know, sacred to American life. Sure. Where today they don't have that kind of influence in no, their lives. No, of course not. And if it doesn't come from the home, where are they going to get it? No, of course they have to get it to terrymiles dot com on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> That's right. So before we go today, I want to I want to just say my parting remarks here are that. You know, taking Psalm 23, uh, Psalm 121. Terry and I are going to continue this, and we're going to talk about these. Oh, we'll have to because we're out of time. Psalm 121, Psalm 91, all of these different things that are in the Word of God. Take them and begin to, you know, walk the floors of your house and begin to say these things out of your mouth to where they're like in the first person where you are speaking them in prayer before God. You're using them as a confession over your own soul and the circumstances of your life. Yeah, and I've been wanting to say this for 10 minutes. Faith comes by hearing. Exactly. Romans ten seventeen. Faith doesn't come by praying. No. Faith doesn't come by paying. Faith doesn't come by, by right. you know, anything else. You Just know, you're not begging church. for it or showing <laughs> up at church. Faith comes by hearing the word. So when you hear yourself say these things, when you are a young mother going around the house saying those things, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Exactly. You know, when you when you when we are saying it, then we hear it. And when right. we hear it, it creates faith in our heart. So it's a win win right. situation. No, it is. It's my eyes see it on the pages, my mouth says it out of out of my lips, and my ears hear me exactly. saying it. And I get as many of my senses involved in it so that I reprogram 
faith into Amen. my soul Amen. rather than the atmosphere of fear that life would bring. Uh, well, we've got to go for today. We'll we'll be back again next week. That's not week. my favorite part. <laughs> I'd really just keep no, going. This is not our favorite part. We'd, we'd just rather just, you know... Uh, just keep on going. I used to tell my Bible study in, in down in Corpus Christi, I said, let's just order chicken and let me keep going here There today. you go. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, we're so glad that you're here. We pray that the Word of God has been of great help for you today. Uh, we live in an atmosphere where not only can we get help, but we can be help for someone else. So realize that your life matters greatly. And everything that you're saying and doing and praying and believing in your life is of value to the kingdom of God. And without you, this world does not have a witness and an influence in your family and neighborhood no, and right. people that you're involved in. And that's why we're here. We're here to help you. We're here to it, just in every way that we can encourage you. You can get these podcasts. They're all uh, archived at terrymiseministries.org, and they are available there for you. And then you can join us every week right here on terrymise.com, and we have uh, something fresh and new for you every single week. We're so glad that you're out there listening, and we are believing God that you're going to tell other folks and that we'll be able to increase the, our ability to minister to more and more people all sure. along and the way. Contact the office. Contact us at, at exactly. either one of those a- addresses, or or call our office. Right. Give us your prayer requests. Give us your praise reports. You know, we we're we're contacted by people all over the world. That's Brother right. Terry, pray. Sister Renee, pray. That's and right. so we're we're happy to pray for you and, and believe God with you. We and we appreciate our partners and pr- people that Boy, that we. are involved with us in prayer and in finance. We pray my, for my. you on a daily basis. And uh, we'd like to hear from all of you. So God bless you. You're more than conquerors. God bless you all. We appreciate you and believe there's great fruit in all of our lives from the harvest of the Word of God. See you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.